0: Some of the greatest things in life are having to redo your podcast because you screwed it up, and that's okay. Um, so hey, thanks for tuning back into being trans. Um, I've talked about this subject a little bit in the past, but I really want to um expand upon the eye of the subject now. One of the things that I tell my kids is about change. Because change happens. Whether you want it to or not, it's going to happen. It is inevitable. It's constant in the universe. And if you want change to happen, you have three choices. You can do nothing, and nothing will ever change. Yeah, I want you to think about that. I said if you want to affect change, you have three choices. And change always happens. It does. Whether you do nothing or do something, it's still changing. Because your attitude towards what needs to be changed gets worse. But you start blaming yourself for not doing something. So that doing nothing is still doing something. It's only affecting you. Not affecting what you want to be changed. Now, in saying that, the next level is to do something small. Do something small. Like, let's say you are getting picked on by someone, or bullied, or even abused. Doing nothing, the abuser will continue to do what they do. I know this for truth. I know this 100%. You can do something small, and I did something small. And I I did something medium. That medium was to say, no, I don't deserve to be picked on. Knock it off. Stop treating me that way. Why are you going to be like that? All that did was make it worse. Now, that might seem a little hard to, to comprehend, but an abuser doesn't think like a good person. They never have. They never will. And my abusers, because I've had two of them, have, when you spoke up about it, refused to change. In fact, things got worse. And they did. They got worse. They got out of control. And so that change still happened when I spoke up. And that was my something small. And it wasn't until a friend told me I needed to do something big. And it wasn't until I had started the wheels in motion to do something big that I started to notice that the problem that I was facing was so much bigger than I had ever really comprehended. It took a long time to grasp the severity of what I was dealing with. And when I did do something big, it changed my life for the better. It changed it so much. And I walked away feeling like the worst person in the world until I started caring about myself. And that change brought about a lot of other changes. And it kind of acts like a domino effect. When things need to be put in the right order and you affect real change, it happens. Now you might think, where am I going with this? Okay, my issue was very simple. I needed to get out of a bad, bad relationship. And I did. But then I made another choice. I needed to find out who I was before I even started looking at another relationship. And I'm very firm on this. People that take... People that jump from one relationship into another one carry a bag of poison. And I've seen it. You jump from one relationship and whether you're the person that caused the problems or not, Unless you've taken the time to find out you, to work on you, you just carry that poison with you. It's a huge bag. And you drag it right behind you. And I've seen it. And I know what happens to those people. And that doesn't necessarily mean that it has to be a physical relationship. It doesn't necessarily mean that it has to be a loving relationship. It could be a friendship relationship. And I watched it with my mother watched it a number of times she would have a friend for a while and then she'd get angry about that friend and then she'd put an arm out like you know the the Theismann Trophy you know just hold it on to it and keeping your people at bay kind of thing you know and that that was my mother she would she would find problems with an individual And then she'd carry that baggage, not realizing that she was the one who created the baggage in the first place to the next relationship with a new friend. And she'd do it over and over and over again. It was quite a vicious cycle. And I really did, in the end, feel so bad for my mom thinking that way. There's nothing I could have done to solve the problem because it wasn't my problem to solve. But it still existed as a problem. And this individual could not see that they had created the problem. So leaving that back, all right, let's leave that to the side. So you understand what happens when you take change and you don't reflect upon what is needing to be done after you've done the big change. All right. So I walked away from a really bad relationship. My kids and I loaded up in the car, and we left at 5 o'clock in the morning. About 5.55, I believe, was the time as we were driving down the road, and I noticed. And it hit me that things were never going to be the same again. Am I upset about that change? No, I never was. In fact, I, I really have no harsh feelings about making that choice choice it had to be made and i had to make a big change because i looked i tried the nothing and nothing ever changed i tried something small and it never went anywhere so it needed to be something big you know sorry i did something small and nothing changed i did something medium and It got worse, so I had to make the big big choice, and that big choice led to other choices. And then when it started looking that I was reflecting upon whom I was, who my life was, and who and where I was going for my life, and what I wanted out of the next 54 years or whatever I had left on this planet, I looked at it and I said to myself, what am I going to do? How am I going to change what I know needs to be changed. I have been suffering for so long hiding in the shadows, knowing that A plus B never equaled C. And I could have I could have stayed with nothing never changes. I could have done nothing. And right now I probably would have a part a new partner. I honestly probably would have had a new partner by now. I would p- definitely have a, a new job. Because I firmly believe that, um, I don't care what you say, The I live in a, in a place that's a lovely, lovely state and a lovely town, but there is a lot of prejudice. And there is a lot of, I don't want that person working with me. And I faced it. And I face it every time I go for another god dang fucking job interview. Or they look at my resume and they go, I don't want that person working with me. Because I'm not shy. I'm not going to hide the fact that I have my blog. I'm not going to be hiding behind who I am. Because that's not right. I don't like deceiving people. I don't like to be deceived. I've had enough of that by someone. So, when you look at it, and I was like, you know, hmm, I've got to make a choice. I can't just keep going down this same road. Every time I feel like I am cooped up, I feel like the world is against me. I feel like I have done everything wrong forever, and I need a change. And so I made that choice. I made a conscious choice to look at my myself and what hid in that shadow I knew it was always there it never has gone away that's why I refuse to call it a closet a closet you can leave the house the shadow still follows you everywhere you go and even um, Peter Pan felt everything was wrong without his shadow so I made the choice to transition and that was a very hard choice to make. It was, once again, if you want something to change, you could do nothing. You could do something small. or You could do something big. And I made the big choice. And things have changed. Dramatic things have changed in my life. I ended up with a lot of new friends. And I met a lot of interesting people that I kind of like do, you know, the Thanks, but no thanks, you know, but I have some really good friends now and my, my kids are so much better than what they've ever been. They've have a unique life because I make sure they have that and yeah, they've got me, I'm transgender and for them, that was a big, big change for them too, but they handled it amazingly well. And we've talked about it, and I've asked them, you know, how do you feel about that? Are you angry that I transitioned? No, 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 not really. All right, what's the not really? No, i just not angry. I don't care. Or, you know, you're you, and you love us, and we love you. And that's a wonderful thing when your kids say that. It means you're doing the right thing by them. Everybody else may not think that, but when you look at it, it's their opinion, whether or not they think it is. And the one thing that I learned, and it was a wonderful thing when I finally came to the understanding, it doesn't matter what you think about me. I used to argue this all the time with my friend. And she would say, Allie, it doesn't matter what anybody thinks of you. And I would buy, yeah, it does. It does matter how people think of me. But the more I've grown up, the more that I have come out of the shadow and looked at myself, I've looked at it and said, oh my gosh, it really doesn't matter what you think of me. I'm me. For once in my life, I'm free. I'm happy. And yeah, I could use a full-time job. Yeah, I've got some disabilities that are getting worse. So if you don't know, since I was 10 years old, I've had chronic pain in my knees. And I've done a lot of sports that have aggravated those problems. And over the last 10 years, it has been getting worse. To the point where I'm at right now. Um, (laughs) I made a joke on my Facebook, and I took a photo of something, and I said... In the photo, today I welcomed my new life partner into my life, and it was a picture of a cane. I bought a new cane. Uh, my old cane is dead. <laughs> it needs to be retired. It's cutting into my hand. It's it, it's giving up the ghost. But the whole point was is I've got a cane now, and it helps me walk, because um, I've had some struggles. Now, I can sit here and I can cry over spilled milk about it. I can cry over the fact that um, I, you know, need to look at other things and maybe expand upon what's going on in my disability with my doctor. I don't want to go down that path. I've already been labeled disabled. I don't want to make it worse. But at the same time, I have no choice. It's getting to the point where I'm having struggles walking. Um, and one of the things I thought at the same time, it was good that I got rid of the car because not being able to, if I had to stop suddenly and my leg decided it didn't want to work properly, I could be in a lot of trouble and I care more about my kids than I do driving. Um, and at the same time, they keep giving me more and more drugs that just are more powerful than I can... I, I just don't like taking drugs. Um, and so I've got to go talk to my doctor again about it. But there's change coming, and I don't know where it's going to lead me to. And it's kind of change that's being forced upon me by life. Now... I've done nothing for a very long time because there's nothing that can be done. It's chronic pain. It is always there. The weather changes, I'm in pain. I can take tablet after tablet after tablet, but I don't like taking tablets. I can do small things, which I do do, Um, I mean do medium things. Um, I do put on knee braces when it gets really bad. That. Puts apply some pressure to where the pain is and that pressure does help a little bit and it shores up my knee because usually when I get to that high level of pain, I start having uh, control problems with my right knee. It buckles, it gives out, and there's nothing I can do about it. Um, and structure wise, there's nothing wrong with my knees. Um, I've had x-rays, I've had everything done on them, and even cat scans. There's nothing that's wrong with my knees. Um, the knee joint itself is sound. I don't have any grinding. It's not weak. Um, it's just constant pain. And it doesn't end. I mean, even right now, just sitting here, I'm in pain. I go to sleep in pain, I wake up in pain. It's, it's hell. And choosing to get a cane this week was a struggle it it was kind of it made me feel real bad about myself um i I really felt that I was getting old because of this, and yeah, I'm fifty um but I've seen people younger with canes and you know, you get to a certain stage, you're just going to have to resign yourself to a fact that uh, in probably 10 years, I won't be walking and I'm okay with that. I don't know what I'll do at that point. Um, but that's something I'll have to address when we get, when I get to that stage in life. Um, but it's change. And I had somebody who was on my Facebook, and I I was really hurt by what they said. And they said, oh, gee, Allie, you've gained a bit of weight. And I I, I don't tell people about my chronic pain. I don't talk about it. I don't get into it. I grin and bear it 99.9% of the time. Um, there's a... You know, surprise, (laughs) up until now, um, there's only been a handful of people that have known what I've gone through, and I'm going to keep the rest of it kind of to myself, but my chronic pain is out there, and it it does cause me problems, and whether or not, and and I don't want to be one of these hard luck cases that, oh my gosh, you've done what to your life? Oh, you poor thing. No, don't give me that. I've had a good life. I've done a lot of amazing things. I've seen a lot of amazing places. I've talked to a lot of amazing people. So my life is rich and full. Yeah, it could be better. I do enjoy having this podcast. I do enjoy talking to you about being trans. And I do want you to know that everything that I go through is the same doggone thing that everybody else in the world goes through. We all have struggles in life, and how we make that change is to. Um, it's going to affect us. I'm working on my books. Um, yeah, I have gutted one of my books. I read it to myself by using a text-to-speech program, and I hated the book. And I was going to release it at the end of the last year, but as I got into it, there were some things in it that really bugged the living shit out of me with it. And I'm not going to release something I'm not happy with. I'm not going to put it out there until I am 100% happy. Um, and and I am up to Chapter 4, and I'm happy with Chapter 4. Um, It looks really good to Chapter 4. It does need a little... Um, Ambiance flushing that I, I want to do. I'm thinking it in my head. I want to flush out some of the ambience that exists. Um, but at the same time, I want it to be... I want it to be a beautiful opportunity for people to read it. And I want them to try something different with this book that I've never heard of being done before. So we're going to, you know, I'm going to flush it the best I can, and then I'm going to send it out to another lot of test readers. The first book went out and I got a lot of great response from test readers. They were like, oh, I love your book. It's great. It's a great idea. But I wasn't happy with it. And that's, you know, and that's where it comes down to is whether or not I can live with what I've written. I will say this much. I once had the opportunity years and years ago. I mean, we're talking maybe about 15, 14, 15 years ago. It was right around the time my son was born. I was in the process of writing a book. And I offered my partner at the time to work with me in becoming a two people that wrote a book and i had it i had the i had the beginning end and the middle so what I, how it started where it finished and the start of the meat and i was flushing a little bit here flushing a little bit here which to me flushing means i'm expanding in these gaps and then i'll figure a new gap and i'll expand there because the way i write is kind of the way i look at what i'm thinking and i wanted to work with someone who read more than i do because i'm dyslexic and this person told me you're horrible you have no talent in this area what makes you think you could ever be a writer And it was such a gut-wrenching kick to my soul, to my psyche. And I allowed that person to do that. And I believed them. And I threw it away. I got rid of it. In the deepest, most darkest feelings of my soul... I wish I had that That um, the the book that I was writing. I had an amazing start, and I had a wonderful finish that I had flushed out that I could see it happening, and I was so amazed by what I had written. And I let somebody who was abusing me take something special from me. And I probably should have made some changes then, but I didn't change is going to happen it's constant in the universe whether you control that change is up to you i'm years later and i'm working on that change and that changes i know how to write i can tell a good story Whether I'm happy with the story before I put it out is a whole other issue. I may die before all my stories get out, but that's you know, hey, that's the way life is too. But at least I'll write them, and I'll write them to a point that maybe one of my, you know, maybe I do get it out next year. Maybe I, you know, I'm gonna get it out this year. What the hell am I talking about? I'm working hard on it, (laughs) and and I'm I'm in love with it. I love the story, and I am sitting roughly roughly, at about 350 pages. And I'm excited about this book. I'm excited about it all the way, and it just is something I can't wait for people to read it. I can't wait for people to hear it. And the idea is something that I am excited about. And it's different. Now, I do have a couple of the first chapters that I'm somewhat happy with sitting on my Patreon. And you could read that right now. You could read the first couple of chapters if you were supporting me here on this channel for $3 a month. Links in the description. But it's patreon.com forward slash being underscore trans. I write to survive. I write other stories. I do a lot of short story writing. I I even write under a ghost name so, so that um, I can make some money here and there. Um, and that's what I got to do. But change is coming, and it's good change. And like I tell my kids, do nothing, nothing will ever change. That's your small thing. Do something, yeah, do something, and hope for change. Do something big and affect change. I've done it a few times. When I've pulled out all stops and I've effected real change. Sometimes it comes out in much different results than what you could have ever expected. But sometimes, just sometimes, that magical spark that is change, that is in your favor, that karma says, yeah, doggone it, you deserve this change. Is wonderful. I look back over the last five years. I look back from 2014. I look all the way back to 2012 when our whole life got turned upside down, when change really was starting to roar and demanding something be adjusted. 2014 two years later change took place whether you like it or not it took place and here we are six years later and i look back and i am so amazed at what has happened i'm in so much love and so much happiness that i can't even begin to describe what it's like i wish you only the best if you're facing the need to make changes I really do. And if you need help, there are people out there. And if you're in dire need of help, dial 000 or 911. Get the help immediately. If you need to talk to someone, Men's Line, Lifeline, Crisis Line, uh, Q Life, and there's just so many out there. Take the time. And if you're a kid, there's kids' helplines out there too. But I'm telling you, Change happens, whether you want it to or not. But why not make it change that affects for the better in your life? Sometimes it is a hard pill to swallow when you realize that the change you need to make might be painful. Believe me, I've been there. I have made that hard choice to make changes, and I've looked at it, and I've affected it. And I've also made changes that were poor, very poor, and I've paid the cost for it. But changes sometimes may take a lifetime to get to, and sometimes it might take quite only a couple of days, but the choice in the end is only yours. I wish you all the best, have a lovely day, and we'll talk to you next time on Being Trans.